Anthony, give me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. Jose. Jose with an H! (laughs) (laughs) Name something that follows the word pork. You pine. Huh? Huh? You pine. He said, (laughs) Cupine. Cupine. What? What is Cupine? (laughs) It's number one. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be number one on YouTube, but. It ain't gonna be no one I bet every dollar I got. <laughs> you the only person that said coupon. Coupon! This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your host, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Now, crank it up. Jesus, Pooney, it's another game show, and you're bringing me in and waking me up late at night just so I can record this thing. And not only that, you book my schedule with not one, but two podcast recordings on the same night. Do you realize I go to bed at 530 at night? I mean, come on, man. It wasn't technically my fault. Uh, One of our guests doesn't know the difference between a Wednesday and a Thursday. So it wasn't my fault. It's these damn musicians. And let me just say that it's drummers in general. And, you know, for this podcast and this game show, we have to bring along a couple of uh, our favorite podcast buddies. And one of them just happens to be a drummer. So tonight we invited none other than the internationally famous Joey Casada. Joey, what's going on? Oh, I was going to say, is Brad internationally famous? What's happening here? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Love to be part of the show. You know, I'm not a big fan of, of your co-host, Sonny Pooney, of course, but anytime that you guys want me on, you know, I'll answer the call. We love having you. You're always a good sport. And uh, yeah, it's just good talking to you and uh, finding out what's going on with you. And then the other person that we're bringing along is the current host of the Slam Fest podcast, Brad Rustovan. What's going on, Brad? 
Hey, guys. Nice to be here. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. So we've got a game show extravaganza lined up, and we'll get to all that eventually. But I got to find out, Joey, what's going on with you lately? You got a podcast going on. You're on 15 other podcasts like my friend Pooney there. What's happening? What's the latest? Yeah, just staying busy, of course, you know, with COVID going on. Uh, no touring happening, you know, not a lot of recording happening. You know, I have a TV show I'm developing called Wrestling with Joey Licious. That's been shut down. The production's shutting down. So, you know, I fill my time doing podcasts. I started my own podcast called Top 5 with Joey Casada. It's on all the podcast platforms. It's also on YouTube, the video. So we do a, a list of uh, top five of any category you can think of, whether it's top five candies from the 80s or top five horror movies we just did or top five Van Halen deep tracks. We use the whole pop culture uh, platform to kind of grasp from to come up with talk. So it's been a lot of fun. It's really more of a, a platform for myself to kind of get on Zoom with a couple of my old buddies that I grew up with, have a couple of drinks and, you know, just reminisce because I don't get to see them anymore because of COVID. That's awesome. And Brad Slamfest podcast. How's that going? Real good. Real good. We're we're new. Uh, just on episode 36 dropped uh, this morning. So it's our tagline is the we bring the premier rock concert pregaming experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. Each show revolves around a concert that I saw during my uh, my concert chronology. So this morning's uh, dropped was Kiss at Tiger Stadium. Big one. Nice. Nice. The reunion tour? Reunion tour. Okay. Yep. That's awesome. Now, you keep talking about we, but this podcast is primarily you and only you, right? So it's interesting. And and uh, as we get into it more, I'll be bringing on members of the Slamfest crew who I've, I've brought on uh, from time to time. There's seven of us, but had to start somewhere and wanted to start with my chronology concert chronology and and so you get a lot of me uh so far but it'll it'll expand to these other guys as we go fantastic well puny you got anything going on or are you just doing your doing your normal shit i'm doing my normal shit just working and uh staying warm because you know it was 65 degrees here today <laughs> yeah we feel we feel really bad for you the rest of us are freezing even me in the south it was 24 degrees when i got up this morning so no love lost there. All right. So we got to get into this game show. But before we do that, we got to do this. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. Tonight's Crank It Up New Music Spotlight comes to us from Inglorious. So Inglorious. A while back, they basically got rid of the entire band. I loved their first two albums, but really did not love their third album. And Nathan James, who is the singer, he was basically the only one left except for the drummer. I think uh, the drummer, Phil Beaver, was still around, but they got rid of the whole rest of the band. And that changed the sound with that third record. I didn't enjoy it near as much. So this is the first record with the whole entire new band recording. So they've just released an album called We Will Rise. Check out this song, which my friend Sonny Pooney picked personally. This is the lead-off track from the new record called She Won't Let You Go. Check it out.
so Nathan sounds great. I think they got a little bit more of a modern sound now versus like this old school white snake sound they had before. And man, the production is crisp. Brad, what did you think about the song? Did you get a chance to hear it? Yeah, so I've heard of heard of Inglorious, but I've never really done a deep dive on them at all. But I really did enjoy the song. Singer, to me, sounded like the singer for Blackstone Cherry, Chris Robertson, and actually a little bit like Rod Jackson slash a Snake Pit album. But great riff, great chorus. I'll definitely check more of them out. Joey, how about you? Yeah, same thing. Uh, I, I've been a fan of Inglorious for a while. I know Nathan really well. I'm not sure if people know, but Nathan was in TSO for a couple of years. And I had the pleasure of, I'm, I am not sure if anyone knows, I'm TSO's backup drummer. I've been their backup drummer for over 15 years. I had a pleasure of rehearsing with Nathan on many occasions. And I remember the first time he walked through the door, I didn't know him. He had this big, giant head of blonde hair. And he started singing this TSO song we were working on called Christmas Dreams. And he just blew me away. Al Petrelli and I were just sit, sitting back like, wow, where did this guy come from? And I've been following him ever since. Big fan. And a lot of people might not know this about Nathan, but Nathan, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was a voice contestant in the UK. He either won yeah. or he, he was a runner up or something, right? That's true. I'm not, I don't think he won, but he was definitely on The Voice. I remember him actually telling us that story back when we were rehearsing. And uh, I, I don't think he won, yeah. but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, don't, I couldn't remember uh, what his status was or not, but I know that he was in the Voice UK version at one point in time. He's a phenomenal singer, and I really, like I said, I enjoyed those first two albums. Very deep purple, old school rock and roll. This new album sounds a little bit more, like Sonny said, a little bit more modern, a little bit more Dio slash Whitesnake kind of in that vein to me is what the new album sounds like, but I'm still spending time with it. But I like that tune. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. Okay, so let's get to our game show. So before we kind of get into the contestants, and I got a question for each one of you, let's uh, explain what the game show is going to be. So basically, we're going to do a little bit of a music history lesson. Uh, basically, the contestant will get a year, and then they will get eight statements, and they're simply going to tell me whether the statement happened before the year that they're assigned or after the year that they're assigned. And they get a point if they're correct. It's literally that easy. You can play along at home or while driving and yell at people for being wrong. <laughs> and then let's introduce our contestants here. So we got the handsome one. No, that's not you, Joey. That's Brad. Um, Brad, tell me something that most people don't know about you. Oh, goodness. Well, if I wouldn't have started the podcast, I would have said that I was from Nebraska, but everybody knows that now. I'm an HR manager for a tool and die shop in Lansing, Michigan. Oh, okay. Uh, what kind of shop? Tool and die. What is that? So, so manufacturing, we uh, design and manufacture plastic injection molds and die cast dies. 
we're not mass producing anything. We're making the tool send somewhere else and then they mass produce something. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Our next contestant we'll call the crazy one, Mr. Casada. Favorite cereal? My favorite cereal. That's a great question. Woo. Growing up, you know, it's it's still probably my favorite. My, I have one downfall of this cereal, but if I have to choose one, I go with Fruity Pebbles. But the problem with Fruity Pebbles is the boxes are too small. I eat a whole box in one sitting. You know, they shrink up. You know, they, they uh, you know, Sunny, how they shrink up. You know, you know, you get it. The Fruity Pebbles, yeah, I eat a whole box in one sitting. So, you know, it, it is my favorite, but I wish they came in bigger pebbles. Are you like five Fruity Pebbles? <laughs> I love Fruity Pebbles. What's, what's your favorite? Cinnamon Toast Crunch, baby. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, yeah, because that's so much more mature. To be clear, <laughs> Sonny knows a lot about shrinking up. Well, I just got back from swimming in the pool, and the water was cold. Uh, <laughs> you mean shrinkage? Yes. <laughs> Significant shrinkage. So you, you feel you were shortchanged? Yes. <laughs> I mean, if she thinks that's me, she's under a complete misapprehension. and he wasn't in the pool either that's right all right and then we'll call him the unprepared one because he is literally never prepared for the podcast steven tell us what your favorite r&b band is my favorite r&b band so does that include motown type stuff or no sure well why do you need rules just the other two didn't ask for any rules just say all right fine the temptations oh there you go you ever seen them live? I have never seen the Temps live, no. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So we ready for this game show? Introduce yourself, Jack. I'll say Jack. No, no, dude. I'm I'm Bob <laughs> O. Banks today. I'm good. I'm going to protest before we even start. Just because Pooney is a known cheat. So I know it's I'm somehow. I, I don't know what. To, yeah, but you rigged something. You know, before we went on air, he's like, you pick a number. You, Brad, pick a number. <laughs> He set something up. I don't know what he did, but he already set it up, so I'm already protesting. (laughs) You know what? For complaining, now you're going first. Okay. Joey, real quick. He's not even playing, and he's going to win somehow. Yeah. That's how you do it. Exactly. Yeah. As long as we all fail, he wins. That's that's his setup. (laughs) That's exactly right. I'm protesting Joey's protest. (laughs) That's not allowed. (laughs) So I think we agreed. Initially, we were going to do a timing thing, but it doesn't seem like we need to time it. So unless Steven takes forever to answer and I have to put a clock on him, which I will do if necessary. <laughs> to be clear, it takes time for me to look up the answers on yeah, Google. Yeah. That's not going to work. How many questions per round again? Eight. Okay. Eight, that's it. Yeah, you don't have to time that. Hey, is it okay if I use Ask Jeeves to look up stuff? <laughs> How old is that? 20 years? I don't know. About at least. <laughs> wow. DIY information. Should have asked Jeeves. Okay. All right, Joe, you ready? I'm ready. What's my year? Give it to me. Your year is 1988. It's a good year. I like that year. All right. Bad English forms. Before. Brian Howe joins Bad Company as lead vocalist. After. Don't Close Your Eyes by Kicks. Tops out at number 11 on the Hot 100. After. Lita and Ozzy have a hit with Close My Eyes Forever. After. Queensryche releases a song called Last Time in Paris for the Adventures of Ford Fairlane movie. Oh, man. Before. Right around that time, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Rob Halford leaves Judas Priest. 
before. No, I changed that to after. Okay. The Robinson brothers of the Black Crows complete their first pro demo. Before. Twister's sister releases their fifth studio album. Before. Like, 
Okay, so let's see how you did. The practice round was way easier. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so your year was 1988. Bad English, you were correct. They formed in 87. Brian Howe joins Bad Company. You picked after. He actually joined in 1986, so that was incorrect. Don't Close Your Eyes tops out at number 11. That was in 1989. You picked after. That was correct. Lida Nazi, Close My Eyes Forever was after. That is correct. Ford Fairlane is a 1990 movie. That was incorrect. Halford left Priest in 91. That was incorrect. No way. Did I change that one? No. You said before, and then you changed it to after, I think. Yeah, so after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You so got I got that. it right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. See, See I am I cheating. I told you it's a fix. <laughs> <laughs> the Robinson brothers, you said before, and they did. They completed in 87. They completed their first pro demo in 87. And then Twisted Sister, the fifth studio album, is Love is for Suckers. And that was before 88. So you got one, two, three, four. Yeah. Yep, 87. One, two, three, four, five. You got six right. Good for you. Good job, sir. I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, Brad, you ready, buddy? I am. Shoot. Your year is 2003. <laughs> Any year that's like after 91 is like, oh, man. Oh, I would be dead. <laughs> that's the year my daughter was born, so that's good luck. That'll be okay. good luck for me. All right. <laughs> Here are your eight statements, before or after. Def Leppard releases the album X. After. Mike Starr from Alice in Chains dies of a drug overdose. Before. Neil Sean releases an album called Voice. Good luck with that one. After. <laughs> <laughs> Ozfest tour debuts for the first time. Before. Richie Kotzen exits Mr. Big. Before. Slipknot releases their debut album. After. Smashing Pumpkins breaks up, thank God. After. <laughs> Tommy Lee rejoins Motley Crue after a five-year absence. Before. Okay, so let's see how you did. The year was 2003. Def Leppard releases X was actually in 2002, and you picked after, so that was incorrect. <laughs> of course it was. Mike Starr dies. You picked before. He died in 2011. Oh. <laughs> so that one would be incorrect. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> Neil Sean releases an album called Voice. Neil Sean doesn't even know the answer to this question, <laughs> but it was 2001, and you picked after. So that is incorrect. <laughs> Ozfest debuts in 97, so you got that one right. Richie Cotton leaves Mr. Big in 2002, so you got that one right. Slipknot releases their debut album. 1999, buddy. Oh, <laughs> after Smashing Pumpkin breaks up. 2000 is when they broke up. You picked after. And Tommy Lee rejoins Motley. He rejoined in 2004. And oh. you picked before. So you got two right. <laughs> Good job, Brad. You had one job. Just the one. <laughs> that was way tougher than the practice. <laughs> yeah. I told you the protest is in. I told you. Slipknot 99. Boy, that's a long time of crappy music. Jeez. <laughs> Steven, you're going to love your first year. Are you ready? 1969? No, it's not. It is 1967. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was one. I was negative two. <laughs> so <laughs> you were old. Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right. Dimebag Daryl is born. After. Get Back is a number one song for the Beatles for five weeks. After. 
Johnny Cash releases Ring of Fire. After. Santana releases their debut album. After. The Guess Who goes number one with their single, American Woman. After. The Kinks have a U.S. hit called All Day and All of the Night. Before. The Monkees TV show debuts. After. The Rolling Stones fire Brian Jones. Uh, that's, uh, that's after 67. Okay, so that was the eight. Let's see how you did. Your year was 1967. Most of my answers were after, but. <laughs> Dimebag Daryl was born in 66. Damn it. So he's you got that one wrong. Get Back is a number one song for the Beatles. That was 69. So that is correct. Johnny Cash releases Ring of Fire. 1963, buddy. Really? <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. I didn't know that song was that old. Santana releases their debut album was 1970, so you were correct there. The Guess Who had their number one single, American Woman, in 1970. You were correct there. The Kinks, All Day and All of the Night was in 65. You were correct there. Monkey's TV show debuts, 1966. Really? That was incorrect. Holy And cow. Rolling Stones fire Brian Jones in 69. You were correct. So one, two, three, four, five points for Steven. I must have been watching reruns when I was a kid because I remember watching rerun or I remember watching that when I was a kid. Yeah. All right, Joey, you're winning. Joey yeah, six. Right. Wait, hold on. We're done, right? no, no, I win. We're not done. We're not oh, done. Shit. Four rounds, baby, each. Four rounds. No. Four rounds. Joey's at six. If you win, it doesn't matter. You already protested it, so. That's a good point. <laughs> Joey's at six. Steven's at five. Brad, two. Two. Okay. All right. Joey. Anything past 93, I'm dead. Your year is 2008. Oh, forget it. Okay. I, I take over for everything. My, I'll, maybe I'll get half right. You ready? Let's do it. You're going to love the first one. Oh, shit. <laughs> Anne-Marie Peter, Vinnie Vincent's first wife, is murdered. Motherfucker. The dogs did it. Uh, <laughs> I got to go before. <laughs> Reminder, the year is 2008. J.D. Fortune wins Rockstar in Excess. After. Led Zeppelin releases a concert film called Celebration Day. After. Megadeth breaks up for about two years. Oh, Jesus Christ. Who the hell knows when uh, before. Robert Palmer dies of a heart attack. Before. Skid Row releases a single called Shut Up Baby, I Love You. After. Steve Perry releases his third studio album. Before, I think. William Duvall joins Alice in Chains as their vocalist. Before. All right, so let's see how you did. Your year was 2008. Brad's laughing at me. <laughs> Anne-Marie Peter, Vinnie Vincent's first wife, was murdered in 98. So you got that one correct. Yes. J.D. Fortune wins Rockstar in Excess 2005. That was incorrect. Because then Paul used that band, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, that's right. Zeppelin releases a concert film called Celebration Day. It was in 2012, so that was correct. Megadeth breaks up 2002, so you were correct with before. Palmer died of a heart attack in 2003, so that was correct. Skid Row releases a single called Shut Up Baby. Like two people have heard this song. It's no all Revolutions Per Minute. It was released in 2006. So you were incorrect there.
Steve Perry releases his third solo album. His third solo album is Traces. It was released two years ago. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe it's been two years since that record came out. It's uh, technically three because it was 2018. Wow. And then William Duvall joins Alice in Chains. That was 2006. So you were correct there. So one, two, three, four, five. Good job, Joey. Wow. Joey, you're a good guesser, I think. (laughs) It's funny. Like when you're I asking have my musical knowledge, when you're asking the specific person the questions, they're like, uh, and the other two are like, nope, the other way, nope, the other way. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I answer, I see Brad laughing every time. <laughs> I think he's messing with you. He's trying to get you to change your I answer. Think he, no, and it's working too. Casada, you have your musical knowledge, but none of it are you using in this game, guesser. <laughs> All right, Brad, here's a good year. It gives you a chance to catch up here, buddy. All right. 1991. Ooh. I will tell you, these are not as easy as they sound. (laughs) Bon Jovi have their fourth number one hit on the Hot 100. The fourth number one hit? Yep, the fourth number one hit. After. Damn Yankees releases their second album, Don't Tread. After. Frank Zappa dies from prostate cancer. After. Hugh McDonald takes over for Alex Don Such in Bon Jovi. After. Pantera releases Cowboys from Hell. After. Vinnie Vincent pens Tears and it lands on a John Waite record. Before. Vivian Campbell joins Def Leppard as a permanent member. Ooh, that's a tough one. Permanent member, I'm going to say after. Whitesnake releases their fifth studio album. Before. All right. So let's see how Brad did. His year was 1991. Bon Jovi has their fourth number one Hot 100 hit. Their fourth number one hit was I'll Be There For You, and that was 89. So that would be incorrect. Damn Yankees releases Don't Tread. That was 92, so you got that one right. Zappa died of prostate cancer in 93, so you were correct there. Hugh McDonald takes over for Alec. It was in 94, so you were correct there. Pantera releases Cowboys From Hell. It's one of the biggest albums in 1990. <laughs> so that was incorrect. Vinnie Vincent penned Tears. It was on John Waite's 1984 album. So you were correct there. Vivian Campbell joins as a permanent member was 1992. So you were correct there. And White Snake releases their fifth studio album. That's technically Saints and Sinners, which is 1982. <laughs> so that is correct. So one, two, three, four, five. You got six on that one, Brad. Good job. There we go. Back in the game. It's unbelievable. All right, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, baby. Okay. Your year is 1995. It's an interesting year. You ready? I'm ready. You get three of these. It'll be a miracle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hit me with it. Jack off, say Jack. <laughs> Buck Cherry releases their debut album. Before. Cinderella releases their fourth album. Time. Man, that that one's tough because I know what the fourth album is and I know it took a long time to do. And so I'm going to say after. Hart scores their second number one hit on the Billboard 100. Before. Motley Crue releases their seventh studio album. (laughs) The bitch is trying to figure out what the seventh album is. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. (laughs) I'm going to say after. Scorpions releases their eighth studio album before skid row wins an american music award before tim kelly of slaughter dies in a traffic accident 
after. Warrant releases their fifth studio album. Clock. <laughs> Settle down. Uh, <laughs> after. Okay, so let's see how we did here. Your year was 1995. Buckcherry releases their debut album. 1999, buddy. You got that one wrong. Cinderella releases their fourth studio album. That's still climbing. It released in 94. So you were incorrect there. Yeah, that was a tough one for me because I knew that the band was earlier, but I knew that it took them forever to record that because of Tom's vocals. Yeah. Damn. Hart scores their second number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100. That was Alone, and it was done in 87. So you were correct there. Motley Crue releases their seventh studio album. Their seventh studio album is that train wreck called Generation Swine, which was released in 97. So you were correct there. Yeah. Scorpions releases their A studio album. Now, if you're not a Scorpions fan, you get messed up here. But the A studio album is Blackout. <laughs> That's wow. 1982. Yeah. <laughs> you were correct there. Skid Row wins an American Music Award. The American Music Award they won was Fave Hard Rock New Artist, which was 1990. So you were correct there. Tim Kelly of Slaughter dies in a traffic accident. That was 1998. So you were correct there. And Warrant releases their fifth studio album, which is Belly to Belly. In 96, which is after, and you were correct there. I keep talking to myself, but the words, well, they sound like someone else. I'm ready to bleed all the shit from my veins. I'm willing to bleed for a cure to the pain. I am amazed that I'm still semi-sane I'm falling down The world spinning round Feels like I'm flying, the feeling is lying Falling down
So you end up getting six points. Yeah. Very nice. Nice. Ooh, so now we're tied. Joey and Steven have 11 and Brad has eight. Ooh. Ooh. It's a tight race, boys. I'm going to tell you, we get to the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker ain't easy. Oh, God. The tiebreaker ain't easy. I'm going to tell you that right now. You see, no, too. I, I will say, I think Steven went over on his clock on that round, too. So I think <laughs> yeah, maybe, do I need to put him on a clock? one negative point. What's on a cookie? <laughs> I believe we said this was not timed. And besides, all your protesting forfeits anything that you did good. So The protest only stands if I lose. <laughs> Joey, you got a harder one left and an easier one left. You're tied with Steven. Which one do you want first? Uh, harder first. That's what she said. <laughs> so your year is 1978. Okay. All right. Blondie is formed. Before. David Bowie releases the album Diamond Dogs. Before. Dwayne Allman dies in a traffic accident. After. Crocus is founded in Switzerland. Before. Marilyn Manson is born. Before. Patti Smythe joins Scandal as lead vocalist. After. The band Asia is formed. Before. Tommy Bolin dies of a drug overdose. After. All right. So let's see how we did. Your year was 1978. Blondie was formed in 74. So you were correct there. David Bowie releases the album Diamond Dogs, 1974. So you were correct there. Dwayne Allman dies in a traffic accident. He died in 71. <laughs> so you're a little off there. <laughs> Croak is founded in Switzerland. I'm surprised you got this one because they were founded in 1975. I remember always thinking they look old in their videos. So that's yeah. how I knew. I figured. Yeah. yeah. In 82, they looked old in their videos. Right. <laughs> Marilyn Manson's one of those guys. Nobody knows how old he really is. He's he was born in 69. He was born in yeah, 69. Of course. Patty Smite joins Scandal in 81. So you were correct nice. there. The band Asia is formed. This is close. They, this is hard. They were, they were formed in 81. So you were incorrect there. And then Tommy Bolin dies of a drug overdose. You're a little off here, buddy. He died in 76. Shit. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. So you got five there. That was right. I'll take it. Yeah, not bad for a hard one. Yeah, that's respectable. All right, Brad, you got hard and easy left. I think we'll get the hard one out of the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Sonny, when, when Stephen invited me and I, I asked him, well, who came up with the questions? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like to myself, is there any way to prepare for these <laughs> things? So I, I was going through my daughter's SAT prep materials. <laughs> I thought that I would be doing a little bit better than I'm doing now. <laughs> All right, buddy. This year, man. All right. The year is 2011. Uh, another 2000s? 10 years ago. All right. Here we go. Alice Cooper releases Along Came a Spider. Before. Bon Jovi releases an album called Burning Bridges that five people own, I think. <laughs> After. Hailstorm releases their second studio album. After. Iron Maiden releases The Final Frontier. Before. Mr. Big releases their ninth studio album. After. Phil Taylor of Motorhead dies of liver disease. After. Robert Mason joys Warrant on a permanent basis. After. Tesla releases their eighth studio album. After. All right, so let's see how you did. The year was 2011. Alice Cooper releases Along Came a Spider. You were correct. It was 2008. 
Bon Jovi releases an album called Burning Bridges that nobody's ever heard. It was correct. 2015. Hailstorm releases their second studio album. It's called A Strange Case Of. was released in 2012, so you were correct there. Three in a row, buddy. Wow. Iron Maiden releases Final Frontier, 2010. You were correct there. Four in a row. Mr. Big releases their ninth studio albums called Defying Gravity, 2017. You were correct there. Phil Taylor of Motorhead dies of liver disease, 2015. You were correct there. Robert Mason joins on a permanent basis, joins Warren, 2008. Yeah, that one you messed up. And then I thought I was going to get you on the Tesla one. <laughs> Tesla's eighth studio album is Shock. It was released about 18 months ago. <laughs> so yeah. Good job. Yeah, so you crazy. got seven out of eight there. Crazy. They've only released eight albums. Yeah, it's nuts.
Brad's mountain a comeback. Try it. He is. All right, Stephen, hard or easy? You got two left here. Well, let's see. I would say that I'm going to go with hard first, but I hate you clipping audio clips of me saying that. So <laughs> I'll take the stiffer one first. <laughs> okay. Oh, All wait. Right. Oh, wait. That's not any <laughs> yeah. better. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> that helps. Okay. Sir, your year is 2006. Perfect. I know it all. <laughs> some of these, I'm reading some of these going, how the, where the hell did this come from? Okay. Audio Slave plays a free outdoor concert in Cuba. I have no context for the 2000s. I'm going to say, uh, shit, 2006. I'm going to say before. Foreigner releases their ninth studio album. What's the name of that album? Not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to say before. Judas Priest releases Angel of Retribution. Before. Kevin Dubrow dies. After. Horn releases their seventh studio album. I'll even tell you the name because I'm sure it doesn't matter. See you on the other side. I'm sure that doesn't help. At all. <laughs> I'm going to say before. All right. You're going to love this one. Men at Work get sued for ripping off the flute riff in the song Down Under because supposedly is stolen from an Australian nursery rhyme. I actually remember that happening. I don't remember the time frame that it happened, but I do remember it happened, and it wasn't when the song was a big hit. It was much later. I'm going to go before 2006. Scott Whelan leaves Velvet Revolver. Before. I don't know. I, I can't. The other two are just like, I would have no idea. Thank God it's not. I can't That's remember the, con the time frame of all this. The Cult releases their 10th studio album. I'll give you the name because it's not going to help. Okay. Hidden City. Because <laughs> like three people own it. <laughs> Before. All right. Let's see how you did. Your year was 2006. Audio Slave played a free concert, outdoor concert in Cuba in 2005. So you were correct there. Foreigner releases their ninth studio album. That's Can't Slow Down. It was released in 2009. So you were incorrect. Angel of Retribution by Priest was in 2005. You got that one correct. Kevin Dubrow died in 2007. You got that one correct. Korn releases their seventh album, See You on the Other Side. You were correct. It was 2005. Men at Work Getting Sued was in 2009. Wow. Much so later. You were incorrect there. Yep. Scott Whelan Leaves Velvet Revolver, 2008. So you were incorrect there. And the 10th studio album by the cult called Hidden City was released. Five years ago. So you were incorrect there also. So you got one, two, three, four. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So the scoring update. Joey, 16. Steven, 15. Brad, 15. Ooh. Oh, it's a tight race. We got a Texas shootout, boys. And we have three very doable years here. Very doable years. Yeah, but that's by your opinion. Let's hear. <laughs> 1941, I'm going to get watch. All right, Joey. What year were you born? 74. Your year is 1999. Oh, All right. 78 is easier than 99 is no good. <laughs> All right, let's go. Come on. 99. All right. Prince released a song during it. <laughs> That's the, we'd be the only answer I could get right. Dean Castronovo joins Journey. Before. Great White breaks into two bands. Some say After. both are shitty. <laughs> After. Gus G joins Ozzy as lead guitarist. I don't even know who that is. Uh, after. 
I'm sure he's happy to hear that. <laughs> Halford releases their first studio album called Resurrection. Before. Jizzy Pearl takes over lead vocal duties in Rat. After. Reload by Metallica is a top 10 selling album worldwide. Before. Slash joins Lenny Kravitz on a song called Always on the Run. Before. ZZ Top releases their 10th studio album. No idea. We'll go before. All right. Let's see how you did. Oh, shit. Your year was 1999. Dean Castronovo joined Journey in 98. So you were correct. Great White breaks into two bands. That happened in 2001. So you were correct. Did it happen right after the fire? No, it happened before because it was Jack's band that had the fire and Kendall was pissed off that he was getting blamed. Oh, you're right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When was that fire? 98, right? No, I think the fire was 2001. Was it? It recently happened after they split, uh, they broke in. So 2001 is when they split up. It might have been 2002, 2003, maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. Gus G joins Ozzy, who Joey has no clue who Gus G is. Wow. He joined in 2009. So you were correct. Yeah, baby. Halford. Okay. So what messed you up here is you picked before for Resurrection and Halford left Priest in 91, but Halford did not release Resurrection until 2000. Because he went to fight before that. Oh, there was two other, yeah. there was a, and right. two. But Halford, Halford. Halford's first record was what? Resurrection. And it, what the year? The band helped in 2000. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he did fight and he did that industrial thing. Yeah, well, two. Right. Two, yeah. Yeah. Dizzy Pearl takes over in Rat was in 2000. You were correct there. Reload, top 10 selling album worldwide. You were correct. That was 1997. Schlass joins Lenny Kravitz. Well, that's a tough one because a lot of people don't remember when that was. It was I 1991. Don't. So you were correct. ZZ Top releases their 10th album. Nobody really knows how many albums ZZ it, Top it, has. It, I, I would have guessed it was last week or 81. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. One of those. Their 10th studio album is Recycler, and it was released in 1990. So you were correct. Yeah. Wow, one, nice. Two, three, four, five, six. You got seven on that one. Damn. So Joey. I can't lose. I can't lose. All I can Joey. do is get tied. Sonny, the ones that are right on the border of the years are are just excruciating. <laughs> you know, they're just because you, yeah. you're you're messing with us. And what I was trying to create was times where it's like, wait a second, that never even happened. Are you sure that's correct? So you got to get past that. Then it's, well, I think that happened in '99. What do you mean before right, or right. after? Exactly. Is that trick? You know that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was fun putting together. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Sonny, they need they need to have perfect rounds to tie me, right? Okay, let's see. You have twenty three points. So Stephen, uh, yeah. fifty. Yeah, they would both need perfect to tie you. That's not going to happen. I will tell you, both of these years are in the eighties. <laughs> oh shit! Here's the good news: is that no matter what, I can edit it to sound like I won. So, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, all right, I- Brad. I can't do that. So, shoot, I got to get eight right. Uh, Brad, uh, you would have to be good to get these eight right. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. Your year is 1982. First statement Bobby Blotzer leaves Dockin. Before. Foreigner has a studio album go number one on the Billboard 200. Before. Justin Timberlake is born. Before. Keith Moon dies of a drug overdose. Before. Phil Linet dies of heart failure. After. 
The Pretenders score a hit with the song Brass in Pocket. After. This is Spinal Tap hits the theaters. After. Yes has a huge hit with Owner of a Lonely Heart. After. Well, <laughs> you got seven out of eight. Wow. So let me go down the road here. So the year was 1982. Bobby Blotzer left Dokken in 78. So you were correct there. Foreigner had an album go number one. It was the album four, which was in 81. So you were correct there. Justin Timberlake is born. He was born in 81. So you oh. were correct there. Keith Moon dies of a drug overdose, 78. So you were correct there. Phil Linett dies of heart failure, 86. So you were correct there. The Pretenders score a hit with Brass and Pocket was in 1980. Oh, That's really? the one you got wrong. Spinal Tap was in 84. You got that one correct. Yes, Owner of a Lonely Heart was also 84. You got that one correct. Seven points. Oh, man. Phil Linett in 86. I thought he died much earlier than that. Oh, 86. Wow. All right, Stephen. You got to go eight for eight here. Not going to happen. Uh, let me think here. You got a shot at six out of eight, probably. Okay. What year? 1985. It's one of those things where you think that the 80s are the easiest, but honestly, I think the 80s are the toughest because you know so much about it. Yes. Right? It's You're actually better off just blind guessing like Joey was doing in the 2000s. Like, I don't know. Laughter. Talking about. <laughs> I'm an encyclopedia, goddammit. 85 is almost dead hard in the grown-up rock years. Give That's it to right. me. All right. Here we go. Alice Cooper releases Constrictor. After. Blondie breaks up for the first time. Before. Britney Fox releases their debut album. After. Joe Perry rejoins Aerosmith after a five-year absence. After. Killer dwarfs are formed. <laughs> Before.
L.A. Guns hire Phil Lewis to be their singer. After Pete Townsend has a hit with Let My Love Open the Door. Before. Trick or Treat soundtrack is released. Oh, man, that's a tough one. That I'm going to say after. All right. I feel like he got them all right. I, that's my guesses would have been all those. Joe, you won. <laughs> because Stephen went seven for eight. Hey, nice, Stephen. What did he miss? I'm going there. 1985 was the year. Alice Cooper releases Constrictor was 86. So you were correct. Blondie breaks up for the first time was 1982. So you were correct. Britney Fox releases their debut album, 88. So you were correct. Joe Perry rejoins Aerosmith after a five-year absence, 1984. God damn wow. it. And you That's know what? what? Here's what <laughs> pisses me off. Because the first album back was um, done with Mirrors with Joe Perry, right? Because that was the first album uh, with the reunion. That album yep. came out in what year? 85, 86? I don't know. What year was done with Mirrors? Well, Permanent Vacation was right after that. And I think that was 87, 87. right? Yeah. yeah. So it had to be 85 or 86. Yeah. Shit. Damn it. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Killer Dwarfs were formed in 81, so you were correct there. Yeah. Phil Lewis was hired in 87, so you yeah. were correct there. Pete Townsend, Let My Love Open the Door. Nobody knows. That's a 1980 song. Yeah, that's yeah. early. Yeah, that's early. That one was easy because I remember seeing the videos while I still lived in Florida. And then Trick or Treat was 86. Yeah. Okay. I guess right. Joey, winner. Congratulations. How dare you denounce my game before we even start? <laughs> I remove my protest. It's too late. You uh, forfeited your win when you protested. Well, I can protest Pooney and still accept the win. Just because I won doesn't mean I like Pooney. He's still an idiot. All this edit is going to reflect is that you like hard ones. So. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> Does it go to the other guest then? <laughs> Sonny, do the tiebreaker to see who comes in second. They tied, right? Ooh. Yeah, okay. Oh. We can do that. We did tie? Yeah, you guys tied. Oh, no. I think I won. No. <laughs> All right. You ready for the tiebreaker? Yeah, let's go for it. We're looking for a number closest to without going over. Steven, you want to guess the number first or you want to let Brad guess the number first? That's the tiebreaker? No. Yeah, that's the tiebreaker. But Steve, you want to guess first or you want to let St uh, Brad guess first? Go ahead. Guess. Okay, the Brad. How many days was Prince on this planet living? <laughs> You asshole. So. <laughs> oh, you're making my head hurt. Time. <laughs> 20,000 days. 20,000 days. Steven. Can I do a calculation? No, you cannot. <laughs> do it in your head, which I know you can't add past six. So, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do uh, 60,000. 60,000. Okay. I got a guess. Hold on. All right. 60,000. <laughs> what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> Days. Days. I said 20,000, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. 65. Uh, yeah. Right? I'm going to say. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to say 26,000. All right. So, first of all, 60,000 would have Prince living somewhere in the neighborhood of 170 years. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> the hell are you guys? You guys can't do simple math? No. <laughs> so, 
Hey, don't rope me into that. Safe to say Brad got second place because he was closer without going over. Joey, you were also over. Prince was on this earth for 57 years, 10 months, and 14 days, which is 21,138 days. Look at that. Good job, Brad. So not 60,000? Yes. <laughs> 60,000. <laughs> <Was> he Dracula? <laughs> Maybe, for all you know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so before we kind of get a summary of the game, let's go to this. You wanted the best, but you got the best. The hottest band in the world, Kiss! It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. So for the historic moment, I asked Brad for his favorite Kiss songs off the top of his head. He sends me a text, Detroit Rock City, I Stole Your Love, Cold Gin, Hide Your Heart, Christine 16, Take Me Larger Than Life, All Hell's Breaking Loose. And then the song we're going to play for you, which is off the debut record. So here is the aforementioned Phil Lewis from L.A. Guns, Gilby Clark from Guns N' Roses, Jeff Pilson from Dockin' on Bass, and Bobby Rock from Vinnie Vincent Invasion and Nelson on drums off of 2004 Spin the Bottle, an all-star tribute to Kiss with their rendition of the Kiss classic, Strutter.
Joey, you heard that song. What'd you think? I love it. I Believe it or not, I, I had never heard that. I don't know that album. I'm, I got to go back and listen to it. Love that version. You had sent it to me earlier in the day. Love it. I, I really got to go explore that stuff. I, I love a lot of the old like Kiss tribute records and stuff like that. I like hearing established artists do Kiss great stuff. Yeah. Brad, are you a guy that likes it when it's closer to the original or has it got to be completely different for you? Yeah, I want it to be close to the original, but I want them to put their stamp on it. Yeah. So, you know, what was interesting about this one, I, I didn't look up who was on it. You know, I just listened to it initially and I'm like, that is Phil Lewis. That is Phil Lewis. <laughs> that is Phil Lewis. I loved it. Great guitar fills. And it sounded like it was maybe more of a tip of the cap to Strutter 78 because during the outro, there were those vocal interjections that Phil was given sounded a lot like the Strutter 78 version, but I, I, I dug it. Yeah, Stephen, Phil changed the melody just a little bit in vocal enough to make it a little bit different. And Gilby Clark, I mean, he just does a cleaner ace, basically, right? Yeah, completely. This is a good record. I mean, there's a lot of great people on this record. Tommy Shaw and Kip Winger and a bunch of other people. I mean, it's tons of people on this record, tons of well-known people in hard rock on this record. And there's some good versions, good set list on this tribute record. So, yeah, I dig it. All right. All right, guys. So what'd you think of the game? Final thoughts on the game. You know, when we started, you know, Sonny, you know, was texting us throughout the day saying, you know, we got the easier game or the hard game. You know, Sonny's hard game would have been absolutely impossible. He gave us a little <laughs> test run earlier. He's like, you know, what color sneaker did uh, Ronnie James Dio have on three days before his passing? I was like, what? He talked, what the hell are you talking about? The game was fun. Sonny, I'm curious, how did you decide what years for which contestants? Was it random or... When I, I was expecting you to do, like when I started with 88, and then I, I think Rad had something in the 2000s, I was expecting us to all have 180s, 190s, and 1-2000s, or, you know, or 70s, whatever. Yeah, so what I did was I kind of spread out the years, because usually the games, if they go well, they make a reappearance later on in life. So I wanted to have enough years for later on in life. So right. the years I picked were 67, 78, 82, 85, 88, 91. 95, 99, 2003, 2006, 2008, 2011. So when you guys picked a number, right? So if you picked the number three, I gave you the third on the list, the sixth on the list, the ninth on the gotcha. list, the twelfth on the gotcha. list. So you got the later of the years, the earlier person got the earlier of the years kind of thing. So I tried to spread it out a little bit and make it interesting enough, but not so crazy. And you know, you want to have enough death, enough births, <laughs> enough things that happen in rock, enough that pull you away a little bit from hard rock, you know, that kind of stuff. That the deaths and stuff were, were weren't that bad. The stuff like what year was Tesla's ninth studio album? No idea. No idea. <laughs> it could be a ten. It could be within twenty years, and I might not guess it. And the hard part about that is, if I tell you the uh, album is shock, then it's too easy. Exactly. Right. Yep. Exactly. And then, like I said earlier, the ones that were so close to the, you know, if it was eighty five and they were eighty six. I mean, Joe Perry rejoining. That was brutal. <laughs> Stephen, that was brutal. <laughs> and, you know, I wonder whether the information that Sonny's getting is just what they published, right? So they published that he rejoined in this year, but, you know, was it really two years after that fact? Just like the one Hugh McDonald uh, was officially made a member of Bon Jovi, or uh, the question was, when did Hugh McDonald take over for Alec? Uh, John Suchin. And I think he took over much earlier than that, but he wasn't announced as the member till much later. So right. I don't know which, you know, what's 
Sonny's getting the published uh, information, I assume. Yeah, that's, you know, you got to pick a side. So I just go with year and music. There's plenty of plenty of websites that have that kind of stuff. So what I would do is I'm like, all right, well, I've got 82 on the list. Let me go to 81 and see what interesting things are on there that are on the cusp. And what interesting things are on there that really that happened in 81? Shit, I could put that on the 2011 question. Somebody wouldn't know. Right. <laughs> But the album ones are the ones that make it the best because folks have no idea how many albums Dio has. Oh, so hard. Dude, the ZZ Top one was impossible. (laughs) (laughs) With questions like that, you just kind of have to go, okay, well, ZZ Top is an old band that's been around since the 70s. So 10 records, you got to kind of play and hedge your bets and figure, well, 10 records, probably somewhere in this time frame, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was doing too. Like the older bands, obviously in the 70s and even early 80s, bands were releasing records much more rapidly. So yeah. any of the newer stuff, I figured, okay, the newer bands, the, yeah. the record paces slowed dramatically over the years. Yeah. In the 70s, Kiss put out what, two records, three records in the same year or something, right? At yeah. times, yeah. yeah. And no matter how big of a rock fan you are, right? If you were kind of that 80s vein, you know, Twisted Sister, for instance. Could you name all the Twisted Sister albums? Probably not. You could probably name four or five. Do you know what order they're in? Hell no. You might I know be able to pick top. a year or two. You know them all? I know. <laughs> oh, oh I forgot. You're New York. And, East and, Coast. and I love that question because Lovers for Suckers is one of my favorite records. So I knew that was 87. I knew it was right before it. How do you love that record? I love that record. Great record. Ah, Tremendous. And I didn't know when I started putting together the questions who was going to be on. So then when I kind of randomized what years you're getting, Stephen ended up getting the Scorpions question. But if somebody else gets that, they might not know how many albums Scorpions right. has. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, and I was and trying to figure out, you don't have to be a super duper rock nerd to play that game. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I love the setup too, Sonny. In, in the trial round we did before we started recording, there was an Eric Carr question in there. I was like, oh, this is going to be a breeze. Oh, <laughs> I mean, come on, this is going to be a joke. I got this. And then yeah, it, was, it was all downhill from there. Even though I won, I'll, I'll graciously take my win. I think I had the worst answer, though, with the Slipknot. Like, 2003 was my year, and 1999 was the, or was, yeah, 1999. Yeah. I would have never guessed them. I hate that band. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about them. So, it's so funny it's like after we do the practice okay we're good and then after the first round it's like wait a second that was harder than the practice round what's that supposed to be easier wait yes it's supposed to be the same right it's supposed to be the difficult levy should should be at least on par with the practice round (laughs) like joey and i were looking at each other like what the hell is going on here honey honey threw a lob pitch in and then all of a sudden randy johnson came in and fired one on my head Joey, Brad, it's been a pleasure having you on the game show. We appreciate it. It's been a little while since we've done one of these game show episodes. They always come off great. It's always a great time for us to play because, well, quite frankly, I don't have to do any work. Sonny does all the work. So (laughs) I really enjoy just playing, even if I don't win. But by the time this edit's done, of course, I'll win. So, uh, (laughs) you know, (laughs) whatever it takes, you do what you got to do. Joey, tell us again where we can go to find out everything Joey Casada. So again, you could you could watch my new podcast, Top Five with Joey Casada, on YouTube. It premieres every Tuesday morning. You could find it on all the podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, you know, wherever you find your podcast. Again, it's it's a fun, just a quick top five list of our favorite of any pop culture genre 
We did a top five underrated hair metal bands, which are really a fun one. So it really, it crosses the gamut. Sonny, I want to know, am I getting, what do I get? Like a $50 Kohl's gift card from this win? What do I get here? <laughs> uh, Joe sending you one of his 18 uh, orange destroyer albums. <laughs> no, I don't want, I'll take the Kohl's gift card. Come on. You, I know you got the inside track. You're getting 20% off coupon, friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take it. <laughs> Joey, I'll put all the links to your stuff in our show notes. Brad, you want to push your podcast one more time? Yeah, Slam Fest podcast drops every Thursday on all the major podcast platforms. Facebook, Slam Fest podcast, and email slamfestpodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Once again, boys, appreciate you coming on. We'll do this again at some point in time. Joey, Brad, appreciate you. Thanks, guys. It was a blast. Champion. Thank- thanks guys and thanks everybody for listening see ya later get ready to shuffle rattle and roll play us out boys Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 